Welcome to the B-Side Podcast, Music on the Flip Side. Brian Keithley and Branch Husser here with you. Today we'll be discussing Beach House's Bloom from 2012. Brian, how you doing? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Yeah, excited to talk about some Beach House, some music. Yeah, uh, so when you think of Beach House, what, what memory do you associate with, with the album going back to 2012? Well, this album specifically uh, with Beach House, I have a, a, bunch of, a bunch of memories. I mean, the first thing, I remember one of our common students, Courtney DeClerc, when it first came out, I hadn't even heard a song yet. And she said, Keith, this is the album of the year. And I went, all right, okay. But honestly, it probably was the best album that year. You know, the first time I heard Myth, I said, ooh, maybe she's right about that. She, she has a tendency to be hyperbolic, but she might have been right that time. Um, I, would, I would agree. <laughs> Looking back now, I think she, Courtney was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, other personal memories. Uh, when I moved to Knoxville, I was in grad school. Um, Beach House played at the Bijou, and that was the first date that Taryn and I went on. So we saw, we saw Beach House there. And then uh, Finn's first concert in utero was at a wow. beach house show he you know taryn was probably six or seven months pregnant uh at the canes ballroom so he yeah he experienced the, at least the uh the bass drums and the the deep synth you know in the womb i don't know if he could tell the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> you have to see in 10 years from now what he thinks about the album yeah yeah so you know a lot of associations of kind of growing growing up you know transitioning from sort of that single single free and wild lifestyle i guess you know i wasn't ever that wild but you know to uh settling down a little bit marriage and kids and and which maybe in some way has something to do with the album you know i don't know we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit i guess what do you think yeah. about what what uh, memories associations you have with the album but similar, uh, I also, also moved late in 2012. So this whole idea of starting a new journey and maybe with myth and what you mentioned, finding myself in a new direction. So when I moved to Japan and just really not knowing what to expect, um, feeling this momentary bliss that myth starts to talk about, obviously she's talking about love, but I started this momentary bliss when you start on your new path or new direction. And then also the reality of well, what have I gotten myself into trying just to name, help me to name it. So this struggle, this struggle, and it's not always this bliss that, that we think this, this new life and uh, specific memories. Uh, I remember like walking up a hill in the snow early January, 2013 in Japan. I just gotten back from Kyoto in 2012, like the week before Christmas, New Year's, and uh, just lingering with my mind, within my mind, and the, this struggle, and just help me to overcome this newness where I feel out of place, right? Help me to name it. Help me to, even though I've I've chosen a new direction, help me to almost find myself within that new direction, feeling a little bit lost. And so this album was a, a compass, if you will. I don't know if it felt that way for you, but it, it just kind of guided me a little bit, and it. It was a friend in a weird way when I didn't have anyone to talk to or 
literally couldn't understand the language around me at times. Just coming back to this and putting my headphones on and, and an old school iPod. Yes, I'm that old, right? Old school iPod. I remember having my ja- jacket pocket and jumping on a train and ha- having her voice almost as a soundtrack to this new, new path. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff in the album is about that kind of transition. It's got a very, a quality to it that is about kind of trying to find yourself and your place, you know, coming to terms with who, who you are and where you belong and that kind of stuff. You mentioned before, like the whole album, what any uh, patterns that you notice within the album, whether musically or lyrically? Yeah, one thing that came up looking through the, the lyrics, there are so many references to sight and trying to, I think, metaphorically, not, not just see the future, but you have kind of this vision for the way that you think things should be or where you should be heading, right? Um, I mean, in this, you know, find yourself in a new direction. Uh, I was reminded of the hours, like when you mentioned the eye imagery, like climb up to the tower so that you could see. Yeah, almost, I think only two or three songs on the whole album don't have some kind of uh, sight imagery. You know, Wild, Father Won't Come Home, he's seeing double, although that has you know, some other connotations to it too. Your eyes are so misleading. Um, Lazuli. Yes. Right. When you couldn't see and then wonder eyes. Um, the wonder eyes. Yeah. The hours. All, I always think of that one too. Frightened eyes looking back at me. I think that's one of the lines that really stands out uh, in that refrain. And it also, it, my beach house shirt, it has these, eyes on it and it says frightened eyes at the bottom so I, that's a thing i think about a lot too that's really cool um so yeah some some stuff about sight what what do you what else do you notice sight and then also too there's this contrast if you will um a lot maybe it was i was influenced by the pictures we'll talk about those later but just this light within the darkness or this light trying to break through some dark moments, if you will, and it, whether she's mentioning all, all wanted coming colors from the new year to like what she sees in the rose on the lawn and wishes, but also it's not exactly everything, it's just light, right? You don't know which side you're on. The fact that no one, where, where no one can reach you, the, the violence and the flowers and the hours. Um, so just some of these stark images that are darker, and like like you mentioned before, seeing double and, and wild and, and how dark it, it can be, um, the hood black and gleaming. So just this contrast, not all, necessarily imagery all the time too, but this, this battle between dark and light, I feel like, and what wins out. Yeah, I think, um there's this kind of um it has to do with literal the sight and the vision and the the light and the dark you know you can always interpret good and evil or you know positive and negative there's kind of a um, to add on to what you're saying kind of the shadowy uh thing going on and i think the music to some degree 
highlights that too. There's, there's almost like a, like a, like what's really there and what am I imagining a reality versus uh, fantasy or maybe reality versus perception, right? Can you trust what, mm. what you see? Um, and that I think has to do with the vision, but also with what you see in your future, whether it's goals or wishes or, you know, trying to reconcile what you want and what's really happening. Or even on the sea, uh, noted just how far you have left to go, like what it's, what does your own journey look like? And like your journey, right? You're, it's all changed this, this new path and, and same as ours and same maybe as our listeners, but how a couple decisions alters our own journey. And it's, we couldn't even predict where we end up ourselves. So some of that is kind of about perspective, right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you're thinking visually perspective, like a line of perspective, how, how far in the distance is something? How close are you to, uh, not just to the end, but to the next stop or the next thing you're trying to accomplish? Uh, and then again, yeah, where do you fit in? Where do you fit into your surroundings? And I, th I think, I feel like this connects um, with that kind of reality and where do you fit and what's, mm. what's real and what's not. I, I get a really, especially from the music itself, the the synth organs um, and the guitar parts too. Some a lot of it, is, it has these sort of repeating loops. It has a very hypnotic effect. Agreed. You know? So it's it almost is whether it's creating a trance or uh, trying to uh, emulate what it's like to be in a trance of of thoughts or or whatever meditation even. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I get a very, a very uh, clear sense of, of the, the drums and especially on this album, the bass drums really have this kind of pulse. Like you can feel the pulse of it, almost like a, a beating heart. And then uh, I was thinking of the, the organs as kind of the breathing because it's more, I don't know, it's more breathy and airy compared to the, the beat of the drum. I don't know. I get, I just kind of get this sense of a, of a sort of hypnosis. Yeah. And the hours kind of reminds me of that with the drums, the way it leads off, but also that what you're talking about too, the the individual synthesizer notes going to chord on troublemaker I've noted, or just the, the, the notes on Lazuli, like the, the intro notes, it's almost like hypnotic versus the, the long chord per se to open uh, other people. So just the difference there, but yeah, it feels more cyclical. Yeah. And that, you know, in Troublemaker, you know, it says, watch it unravel. You watch the shape these things are taking, right? Things are taking, taking different shape as you're in a different sort of mental state, maybe. Yeah. And there's two notes I wrote echoing is creates this haunting feeling within yeah. the hours. Yeah. Favorite track. You have an album, either musically, lyrically, both, or is it, are they you know, different for I, you? I would say it's a close, there's, it's funny how when you, and this might tie into the reflection at the end, but um, when you first listen to an album, the songs that stand out to you, and then once you've, once you've had that album a long time, and you've kind of grown, <laughs> grown with <laughs> it, to it to a degree, the ones that still stand out, and maybe the ones you appreciate 
newly that you didn't in the first place. And we can kind of talk about how that's changed later. But uh, myth, obviously, I think you have, I mean, that's a standout track for sure. And not, I don't know, I don't want to say it's a shame. It's the first song. It, it absolutely starts out the album, you know, in a fantastic way and kind of sets the tone and the theme. Um, but it's almost such a good song that when I first listened to the album, it was hard not to just keep going back to that first song over and over again. Um, and then the other two songs on my vinyl record, uh, New Year and Wishes are the only two songs on the third side. And there was a phase where I would just listen to those two songs and then just put the needle back at the start of that one and listen to them again over and over and over again. So those, those three, when I think of this album, those are the three that, that come to mind first. What about you? Yeah, I would agree with you on myth. Uh, same thing. It, it's, I don't know once again, if it's just place and time, but the, the bell sounding device, almost like a wake up call, the synthesizer, these, these driving drums and, and it comes back to me, it sucks me in. And then it's this, surrealness almost drifting in in and out right like so am i is is it dream state or is this surreal right i I see myself floating through life but but it doesn't feel like i'm i don't know living it maybe but you know that's this myth yeah um just a quick aside do you have the vinyl yes yeah is yours a 45 yeah yeah so i i always forget to change it when I first put it on. So that opening, I mean, I've listened to it on Spotify and, and digitally enough that I, it's not like it, I always hear it in my head this way, but when I ever, whenever I put the record on, I forget and it's on the 33 and that opening with the little drum beat and the cowbell thing mm-hmm. is so slow. And when you said surreal, I thought of, you know, last night I, I actually listened to that song all the way through in 33, <laughs> the voice was super deep and it was, it was kind of weird. Um, and another quick aside, I always, uh, for some reason, I always want to listen to Smashing Pumpkins after this. Mm-hmm. And I'd put on Cherub Rock and forget that it's on 45. And then the opening to Cherub Rock would be just twice as fast. So yeah. that drum thing would just be like, anyway. <laughs> so that I get a weird, uh, uh, I associate kind of with this weird time, you know, like just messing with time but that's totally to do with the mechanics of the vinyl um, that's cool i agree i agree mine yeah mine is 45 too yeah um well just i don't know if this is the place how do you feel about the the title of the whole album as before we move into some other songs i'm kind of curious what you think about the title bloom and how it fits we're you talking know, about it. i don't know if songs are I don't know if I have direction answer. Like, is it somehow this blooming personal development after loss, right? Is what she talks about this love or other people and this good love, goodbye from other people moving on after losing someone or losing love, or maybe just not even losing the person. Maybe it seems like it, but maybe he just loved love itself. Uh, or so this blooming, so I think uh, out of a dark situation, making light out of it, when you think of bloom, either that or I'm, I'm too influenced by the light breaking through the trees or, or clouds in the vinyl artwork too, right? 
Yeah, that the cloud. I think of those four photos. I, the cloud one is my is my favorite. But they all do have that that contrast. Although the cloud one is probably the most light. Yes. Um, yeah, I for a long time I kind of. I mean, it sounds. <laughs> I don't know, stupid or arrogant in some way to say, I didn't like the title. You know, I didn't, I didn't think the title Bloom fit or if they were being, you know, I kind of read it as ironic and I didn't like the irony there, but I, I'm not sure it is. I always thought at first that myth itself would have been a better title for the whole album. I feel like there's, Agreed. Um, there's this overarching theme of sort of building a story to convince yourself of something you know i mean in the first song you know that has to do it seems like you said um probably has to do with you know love or romance in some way but we tell ourselves these stories um to convince you know to convince us that we're doing the right thing or we're headed in the right direction um and they may not come to fruition you know i mean it's in a way it's about story building and and faith in something i guess and it seems like a lot of the other songs uh again wishes uh troublemaker some other of those songs sort of uh develop that but i think for me the bloom really comes in the the last couple of songs that it's kind of a slow burn on that idea of bloom mm -hmm. right because yes flowers don't bloom all in one day or all in one, you know, it's a long process and it's kind of, you don't realize it's happened until it's happened. Right. Right. So I don't know what, anything there. Yeah. I would, I would agree with you and that. I could see where, it, especially with all the dark imagery throughout where it could be ironic at, at times, but um, just think about, yeah, the, the impact that myth, sorry, listeners keep going back to first track for this, the impact that it has. And, and ha when she says having to move on from all, it's dead and gone, right? Can't live in the past and, and hang on. So just not only giving herself advice, but almost also me, right? Just like, even though life may not be what you want, right? You have to let the ashes fly if you will what she says along later in the album and 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 let the past be the past and even even if even if it's somewhat mythical if you will or somewhat surreal so in that way i don't know if it's bloom because then I, I think about like just destroying your past um so maybe i'm contradicting myself yeah and i you know with the ashes just and i kind of surprised i didn't hadn't thought of it before but with the ashes um, and the myth, you know, you have the phoenix, the rebirth. Mm -hmm. So maybe there's something there. Um, and again, help me to name it. You yes. know, I, for a long time, I didn't realize, I think I had heard that song probably a dozen times thinking it was help me to make it. You know, like help me, me get, help me get through this. Me too. And I thought but, it was like, is this my own psychological crutch that I thought she said make it? But yeah. I, I've also seen like, other people post lyrics would help me to make it, but then you come back to uh -huh. her lyrics and like, so we're not the only ones who, who've misheard it. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little, it's a little subtler, right? If you, if you can name something, then you can maybe 
categorize it. You can put it in perspective. You can, you, it helps you at least one step closer to being able to deal with it. And maybe a way that's more healthy than, than just making it through. I don't know. Uh, but it, go, it, it seems to go along with that storytelling, the idea of myth, you know, all these gods and goddesses have certain names that we associate. Yeah. That I left that thought kind of hanging out in the air there. I didn't have any, anywhere to conclude that. No, it's, it's fine. Um, all right. Songs that resonate you. It doesn't have to deal with the title necessarily, but just uh, personally or thematically. Well, Chester, why don't, why don't you tell me first, which ones do you have a song on the album that, that resonates with you for certain, especially after the years after, you know, this was a, what, 2012 yeah. album? Yeah. So it's been eight years. So I won't talk about myth anymore. I mean, obviously myth resonates with me because I started the new journey, but what sticks me to is other people, um, not only my move to Tokyo, but even since then going back and, and what's changed and other people want to keep in touch, something happens and it's not enough. So these friends that we've kept throughout the years and those friends that have fallen off, not necessarily good or bad, right? No, no judgment attached and life just happens. Her questioning, was it ever quite enough? It's, it haunts me at times. It, the, it's so harmonious. Was it ever quite enough? But then this doubt, right? And then the, is, is anyone quite enough that other people want to keep in touch? And was, was I at fault for part of that just falling off? But other people, and because I was on the other side of the world, when I heard this album, I kind of saw that at the time. And it, and it still resonates with me. Like I can see a particular specific time of where I was in Tokyo and trying to keep in touch with those friends and then certain people you just never hear back from and that that's how life works yeah yeah uh and i yeah that's one i have similar feelings uh because the album came out right before i went to grad school so you know i had been in nashville with you guys for a while yeah and uh and i still saw you guys some uh during grad school i'd come down but yeah as you said like you get older and your situation changes and whether it's family stuff or job stuff, you know, it's, and I am notoriously bad, honestly, for, for keeping in touch with, with people. And I, some of that, I, I'm, I might take too much for granted in that if, if we're close that I just expect people to, you know, like I know we're still tight. I don't, I don't know. I don't need consistent updates and stuff to know that, people you know that i mean something to them or that they still mean a lot to me but there are definitely people that i have done a terrible job staying in touch with and i probably should uh rectify that yeah. you know yeah songs that hit you um you know a song that re re-listening to it um stood out to me uh that i don't think i I appreciate it enough was the hours actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those, which you mentioned the line climbed up the tower so that you could see, yeah. you know, a lot of that stuff in the album kind of gave me, um, and again, reading along with the lyrics, uh, a Sylvia Plath vibe, which, mm-hmm. which when I thought about that, it, 
just in terms of kind of tone, if not specific imagery and stuff. But in this, in this song, you know, there's a mention to reflection. And I used to teach a poem by Sylvia Plath called, called Mirror that has a lot, of, a lot of the same kind of imagery and tone in this album. Um, Mad in Your Intention, right? Mad Girl's Love Song, if you know that. Mm -hmm. Spinning in a Field. Uh, Plath has, uh, what is it, Blackberrying? Blackberry Picking? I should know that title. But, yes. But that whole, I think there's a, um, a struggle with how to come to terms with stuff. And, and again, if we're tying it in with that, you know, the perception, like what are you really seeing? You know, the perception versus reality, that, that kind of vibe really resonated with me when I, when I thought about that song and made those kind of um, connections with some of Sylvia Plath's poems that I'd taught before. Um, yeah, definitely then, perce perception, yeah. Yeah. And then one other song that I would have to talk about more specifically, and it's come up several times, Wishes. Mm -hmm. uh, and if, you know, if there's a song... Love it, love it. As much as uh, Myth is a standout track, and maybe, I mean, I don't want to, I don't have to speak in, you know... Uh, superlatives. Superlatives, right? <laughs> I, I, but I think Wishes is probably the song to me that that encompasses the whole album the most. Um, it changes just enough. It's got a little bit of a different vibe between the um, the verse, chorus, and then the little bridge. Yeah, the that chorus line, versus like picked out notes. Mm -hmm. um, mm. You know, the idea of Wishes on a Wheel, uh, something that's moving, you know, we're in, it's, life is a, it, is a cycle, but at, at the same time, it's always moving forward. Um, and just musically, the lines, one in your life. Yes. It happens once, rarely it's twice. twice. I mean, it, it just, it's like a punch in the gut at that point in the album. Towers, you know? o towers over you feels. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, wake up and recognize this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is the moment. Yeah. And seizing that moment, and yeah. it's kind of a, a, a you know, a two-sided coin, right? Either seize that moment or recognize you're going to regret not having, you know, taken that chance. So that that one, I love that. I just I just love that song. I, I would agree. And then it's just a in a daze, this surreal whole idea of like where where am I even like which which side I'm, I'm on. And when it comes to that moment, the moment memory, a memory aches, like this is it. This is your, this is your one chance. Don't let it go by. And the, the repetition, like I said, it almost feels like it towers over me. And am I continually just spinning around, missing these moments? Cause it's on a wheel, right? Next day, same, same routine. Yeah. And that, and there's an idea too of, you know, wishing on a wheel it's almost like trying to hit a moving target you know it's something in motion so how can you how can you pin it down you know which i in, in a way maybe is like a shooting star or some you know something else but that's what makes it what it is but it also makes it hard to uh hold on to yeah wishes is one of my favorite from there and there's there's a there's a little guitar i won't say it's a solo you know but there's a little guitar breakdown there in the middle it's fairly subtle, but it builds just enough that it, it, it breaks. 
or it creates that tension right before those lines, one in your life, right? There's a, there's a build to that that really, yeah, really builds that tension. And I, I just love the, the progression in that song. You know, when you're talking about just the building, it's just some of the repeating lines she uses too, whether it's, you can't be replaced from Laz Lazuli and like convincing myself or the, like we talked about, we may end on this, the, the strange paradise from Irene. It's a strange paradise. And it always lingered with me where A, I felt surreal. I'm in Japan. I'm looking around. Am I really here? Right. And you look around and I'm, I'm the only American on the train tracks or anywhere on the trains. Like what, this is a strange paradise. Is this life for what I am? I felt like this surreal, but the way she uses the harmony with the dissonance and the minor chords at times, whether it's, it's haunting over, over me or feels like I'm with her as a speaker at different times gives, gives you hope. Right. But also it's also this questioning and confusion that is part of daily life. Yeah. Did you have any thoughts on, on the sea? When I, when I come I back, I hate to skip over that one. Yeah. Uh, because it was one of the songs that re listening to the album again. And I think partly because I love new year and then wishes so much that a lot of times I'd probably just quit there, you know, and yeah. listening to on the sea again, uh, the last few days, it's such a beautiful song. It is. Well, and the it, alter, alternating notes when it opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, then, and it's it's a little bit of a variation. Um, there's something, uh, I don't know if more subtle. There's something a little different. There's a, there's a little bit of a transition in this song from the rest of the album before it. So, and I don't know if that's on the sea, you know, something about being unsteady, uh, you know, shifting like water. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then we've been forgiven, but our, our bodies stopped the spirit leaving. And so in your silence, your soul, I felt like the world becomes and swallows me. It's Yeah, I mean, there's a, I don't even, it's beyond a baptism. I mean, it really is a sort of a, what is it called? De uh, what do they call it? Death at sea? Uh, yeah, see, that's what I think. It's like death because like no, no peace of mind and yeah. it swallows me. Yeah. Because in, in your silence, your soul, like is this what you're carrying with you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also the peacefulness of the mu music we were right. talking about before with these, these, these lyrics because I'm more soothed by the alternating notes that opens and even the the gentle to the end. I think it's even waves. Is that waves at the end of the track? I think it is. Yeah. Like the, like the sea, if you will. Yeah. And so that just this peaceful in and out almost luring me in contrasted with maybe it's this song where she said it's only a, only a moment left. Yeah. And yeah. And towards the end whistle to a friend, Gentle till the end. And, and anyway, in a name, right? So the idea of a name comes back mm -hmm. again to, right? That cycle of, of putting a name to something. If you can articulate it or even just 
I don't know if label is the right word, but if you can put a name on something that has a certain meaning. And then, uh, and you mentioned Irene, mm-hmm. right? It's such a well, we can talk about it. Yeah. Such a simple little song, and I, I, I really kind of, uh, and again, it might just be the way that I've listened to it because of the vinyl record and stuff. On the C and Irene, I feel like they're kind of joined, mm-hmm. uh, like it's a this Irene is the second part of that song. You know, lights on its way, the hand that rests upon it. It does have that kind of. Uh, uh, and still want to stay. I don't know if, again, if that's death or, you know, the, the heading towards the light. Uh, yeah. But Fairchild is rising. So there's a, there's a sort of a sense of resurrection almost. Yeah, the light's on its way. And this strange paradise, kind of like we talked about, just that repetition at the end. Yeah, and I, I don't... And maybe this is, you know, being eight years older, I don't read those last few lines as ironic or uh, snarky or anything, mm-hmm. right? There, there's mm-hmm. no mystery at all. It's a strange paradise. You'll be waiting. I mean, there's some, it's, it's a little ambiguous, but it's, it's uh, I think it's meant as a, almost as a comfort. Agree. I, I would agree with you somehow. This is comforting. Now, the repetition is definitely comforting as a listener. Yeah, all, you know, I don't know if lullaby is the right word, but it, it does have that kind of lulling into a sense of security or peace. Yeah. Agreed. All right, any other tracks you want to talk about before we move on to the artwork? Uh, well, I mean, we kind of texted about it. That secret song... Uh, I don't really ever know what to do with it. And I've probably only listened to it a few times. Um, it, it seems, uh, it's called wherever you go. Mm. It almost seems like it cycles back to their earlier stuff. Uh, I don't know if, if lyrically you can read too much into it, but it, it mentions the kind you like to come back in. Like mm-hmm. that, write that down, come back in, stood yeah. by your side. Wherever you go. Right, especially the way that we're reading those last those last couple of songs before that, you know, if it is kind of a an ending or a, a metaphorical death, right? Then wherever you go, no doubt it it's true. The lights up wherever you go, no doubt it it's true. Right, that that idea of just not not keep not holding on to the doubts, but uh, again, I guess that sense of security, some kind of guiding light. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, if we talk about the, to, to tie this into the, the theme of the title, I, I kind of feel like the music itself on this album, uh, compared with their earlier stuff, has blossomed a lot. I mean, this album has a really full layered sound, uh, much more so than even, even the previous album, uh, Teen Dream, right? And a lot of the yes. songwriting is fairly similar i mean you have a lot of those piano and organ chords and riffs and the the drum beats and stuff but this album has kind of bloomed into a bigger more full sound Um, and that secret song for some reason reminds me of that because it's really stripped down it's a lot like their earlier stuff so when i hear that i'm like oh they've you know as a band they've they've grown and progressed a lot 
So anyway. Great point. So did you want to talk about the, the album artwork, son? We hit on it a little bit earlier. Do we have anything think we should add? So when, if you have vinyl or CD copy at home, you'll see these four images and it's a mix of light and dark, but like Brian talked about earlier, the clouds and then the sunlight through the trees on one seem to be stronger images than the other two. It's more darkness and in the first two photographs, or if you will, and in the last two photographs, a little more light coming through. Yeah, and it, it's um, consistent with the cover. I mean, just the cover art, right? Mm -hmm. You got, it's what I take to be a bunch of lights, just like a wall or a ceiling of lights. I'm not sure about the perspective, but you've got the, yeah. I mean, essentially it looks like a perspective of just white polka dots, right? But yeah, so I think that light and dark, and it goes, I mean, it's weird to say that you, you hear certain songs in certain colors, but this album very much has this very, um, uh, I wish I knew more, I've forgotten the photography terms that I learned when I took that one class in college. <laughs> but, <laughs> come back, come but, back. <laughs> you know, that, that really sharp contrast between the whites and the, and the blacks. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've, I hear that and I kind of see it when I listen to the album. So it, I, I feel like it really characterizes, it's in some ways really simple album art, but I think it, it fits the album really well. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought too, whether the dark moments you talked about before, whether make us suffer, times we're pretending, um, come home, someone's seen double, frightened eyes, don't know which side you're on, don't have any direction, mm -hmm. contrast it with, see the road you're on. You can't be replaced. You're getting wiser. You're waiting for a new year. These wishes, even though they're on a wheel, so it's mixed, right? In a strange paradise, it's yeah. this, this balance of light and dark. I'm not going to say one wins over the other. I keep trying to, I guess, in different moments in our lives, it's, it's a little more dark, like the first two photographs, and a little more light like the, the last two photographs. So I don't have a clear answer for, for listeners. But well, I the, definitely noticed the, the juxtaposition between the light and the dark in the tracks and musically and in the artwork. Yeah, and I think all of it, yeah, the music, the lyrics, the art, album artwork, it's all about that balance, right? There's a, there, it's, I, and I think it does a really good job of striking that balance. And some songs lean a little more one way mm -hmm. or even even the music in certain places in a song, you know, build or, um, and having said that the new year, it really does. It stands out that, that those first couple of lines, all I wanted comes in colors, mm -hmm. vanish every day. Right. And it's, I, the line that she sings there too is a lot higher than a lot of the songs that kind of slowly build in. But that first line in the new year is, uh, it's a lot more, I guess, vibrant to go along with those colors, but then it balances back out through that song and then through the rest of the album. Agreed. So those portraits we have in our own life, the way she's talking about portraits of a young girl mm -hmm. and New oh, Year. Yeah. What we have here before us and the, the journeys we've been on. So speaking of journeys, it's been eight years since the album. To close, what, how do you feel about Bloom? eight years later? Man, that's a great question. I, I love this album. It's, 
it's it's one of my all-time favorites and an album that means a lot to me and i think listening to it a bunch over the last week um has i don't know i've it's helped me reflect on you know how much i've grown and how how much things have changed and you become it's it's interesting how you how you you can't not be yourself but you also develop as you as you grow right and mature and learn and become wiser and maybe become mm-hmm. a little more cynical you know it, you kind of balance that out sort of like you know we were talking the light and the dark and the balance of the artwork but yeah to think about where i was eight years ago to now and some of those songs take on you know different meanings like i said with on the sea yeah and it, br- it brings back a lot of memory it's one of those i can i can see where i was and appreciate eight years ago and it at the same time helps me appreciate where i am now I thought it was great to go back and revisit the album because out of the songs that I'll play musically, it's usually myth or other people. I come back to the, the, the songs I'm drawn to. And then when I'm reminded of On the Sea or Irene and, and Troublemaker, that, that repetition and where I was at the time and how, how the impact that it made on me positively. It's, it was this guide and or companion through this switch to overseas living. And, and so just trying to, to guide me and I'm definitely a different place now, but the, the first notes when I hear myth, it takes me back to exact moment and being in a strange place and being a foreign country, just like the growth, like you're saying, the growth that I've experienced since then. And, and maybe that's why I don't see the titles ironic. I make it too personal about me, but the, the bloom and the maturity that happens in, in life and these years that we are given or these portraits or photographs we are given. And even through the darkness, we somehow make light happen, even though there may be dark moments at the time. But it's still my favorite Beach House album now, looking back at their catalogs. I like some others. And, and like you, I think I saw them on that 2015 tour. You saw them in, at Canes and I saw them at the Ryman. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen them since. I, mean, I have a couple of their, a couple of their albums since, but I think 2015 is the last time. Yeah, I guess so. 2015. Yep. Before, I think that would have been in the in the fall here. Yeah, that must have yep. been the last time I've seen fall, them too. October 2015, I think in Nashville. Yeah. yeah, and there's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, again, with that balance and that kind of, I don't know if duality is the right word, right? You look back and you, I mean, there's, there's part of me that misses being young and just, I mean, in some ways just having the energy and the freedom, you know, but I wouldn't trade where I am now because it's, you know, I'm happy and I've grown a lot and yeah. It's a new phase of life, if you will, and blooming and And you you couldn't have predicted it eight years ago, but here you are and and, uh, hopefully listeners will find the same. All right. Final thoughts. Um, I mean, just, you know, that quick rundown of some of the album highlights. We, I think we talked about all of them, right? Miss that opening, um, some of those, the lines and, uh, the hours and wishes. And I think, I think we hit everything. Yeah. If you haven't pulled, if you haven't pulled out your vinyl collection or whatever, Spotify in a few years, go back and listen to bloom. We would encourage you to go back to listen to bloom and let us know what you think. 
Chesser, have you ever seen, have you seen the video for Wishes? I have not. Oh, uh, if you haven't seen that video, go check that out. That's okay. a trip. I'll check yeah. it out this week. That's, that's something. That's a whole other podcast. To talk about that. <laughs> yeah, there's a very surreal uh, high school football game or something going on. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I'll check it out. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Uh, we'll be back with you uh, next week with a new album. Have a great week. Have a good one.